We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To the corner for Greenway. He plays it to an open side where Thompson gets over there. Thompson to the slot. Here's a chance. Scores! Kyle Pozo with 2.56 to go. Has Buffalo back within one. It's 3-2 Anaheim. In the third period. Comeback effort from the Sabres falls short. Kyle Oposo scoring the goal there. One of the moments of the game brought to you by Firth Julius. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. Gabe's a good player in this league. Whether you want to call him a, a number two or number whatever you want to call him, he's a good player and he's earned the right to see where his market's at. And we'd be a fool not to want him back. It has to work for him and it has to work for us. Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, part of what he had to say yesterday at the end-of-season press conference. Sean McDermott spoke for a while. Brandon Bean spoke for, I think, a little over an hour. Sal Capaccio was there and joins us now on the Western Hotline to chat about this uh, this chat from both the coach and the GM. Sal, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought yesterday I thought yesterday was, uh, you know, a good day as far as, you know, learning what maybe their – thought processes heading into the offseason. I think Brandon is generally, you know, Sean's a little more guarded when he talks a lot, but I thought he did a good job of kind of, you know, giving some insight into things as well, but Brandon generally is in that regard. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for me was Brandon Bean saying that he, you know, they're always going to be competitive. They, there's no, hey, what did he say? Like, we're not going to, I don't think we, we're going to, you know, we're not going to take a year off here. You know, they, they feel that they can still do this. They want to do this. They're going to do what they have to do to stay as competitive for a championship as they can. And there's not going to be like some sort of reset. Sean echoed those sentiments. Um, for Sean, I think, um, and for both of them, I think it was very revealing, Jeremy, that you heard this, and I'm sure you guys have been talking about it. You'd be happy of, you know, they, they feel they need to be more explosive on offense. They need more, you know, I, I think, you know, they didn't come out and say, we got to go get a wide receiver, but even, even Brandon pointing to signing KJ Hamler on the practice squad. I know that I'm not saying like they think it's a big fix. He was just using it as an example of they're out there looking for speed right now and they need more explosiveness. So I think that that's kind of going to be a theme here heading into the off season. Yeah. So I asked Joe this question and you know, we've talked about run pass balance, a million different things. This might've been the first time I'd ever heard McDermott talk about the, the importance of explosive plays on offense and again, without making it, was it the first time? It's not something that's come up a lot. Joe said he was asked about it, but I, I wonder if you feel like McDermott was a little bit more forthcoming in the idea that, yeah, yeah, the offense definitely needs a little bit of help. Yeah, I would say so. And it's probably just because of the setting, because of the nature of the questions. You're right. Maybe it's just, you know, we never had that. You know, you, you get so a little time during the season, things are happening. Now you're in the off season. you're looking big picture. That's part of the reason. I think the other one that, you know, came up was, and you guys know, and we've, we, you know, this has been out there a little bit kind of, you know, I, I put some video out for the answer, but I thought it was really important. You know, we had so many questions, people call us, talk to us, text us, whatever, and say to us, fans say all the time, maybe we've had the discussion, maybe you guys feel this way, I don't know, that Sean McDermott's a defensive coach, he's conservative, 
he's just going to put a puppet man in OC and somebody who's going to run the offense he wants to run and dial it back and those kinds of things. I, nothing he said yesterday indicates any of that. And in fact, he basically said that's not true. And I asked him specifically that question. I said, some fans think, or there are, there are fans who think you are a defensive coach, therefore conservative, therefore want to dial it back. And that leads to what I asked him was, you know, the kind of offensive coordinator you want. Is it you're going to run what I want you to run? Or is it, hey, bring ideas to the table and we're going to do it what's its best for our team? And he said, as far as the, you know, what the, the, the kind of thought process people have on him, he said, it's not true. He said, I cut my teeth around Andy Reid. I believe in pass first, throw to win, especially when you have a guy like Josh Allen at this point in his career and what he can do. But he then did say, yeah, but I do believe you have to run the ball when you need to run the ball, especially when the weather turns, especially when you know teams are focusing on the pass and daring you to run, especially in certain critical situations. He said, I do believe in winning in the trenches. And I would say when you say winning in the trenches, people think that, that automatically you get to uh, uh, brute football. I, I don't think he means that necessarily all the time. Sure, it's sometimes I think he means winning your one-on-ones and pass blocking as well. But I thought that was a very – I'm glad we got that on record. And, of course, it didn't matter. Once he says that, people still want to tell you, well, it's not true. But I think Joe put up some numbers, or you guys have, that mm-hmm. it kind of is true. They have been passed first. So, um, you know, I, you still have a lot of the fans who heard that and think that, you know, I guess he's lying or being disingenuous. But I just thought it was good to finally get that on the record and him say, that's not true. I'm not concerned as a defensive coach. I want to throw the ball. That's my philosophy here. And, yes, explosive plays he also talked about. Right. Yeah, like, I don't even mind. I'm sure, like, a lot of fans, like, the core thing they're worried about, Sal, isn't even, you know, whether or not McDermott's involved in the offense. It's more, is he involved in the offense and making it more run-heavy? Is he making it too conservative? I, I don't have a problem if McDermott's involved, but what he said is his philosophy. Just whatever happens to get to what they've been. And the numbers on it are that in the four years he's been the head coach since Allen took the big jump, they're the second pass-happiest team in the league. And he kind of said that. like That's been my uh, mantra really since Allen has been what he's been. So I, I listened to what he said, and maybe you had the same takeaway, I don't know of listening to what he said about that and what he said about explosive plays. And I wanted to believe more than ever that the reason they got more run-heavy at the end of the year was more a product of their personnel than what they want to be, I guess, fundamentally. Um, yes, I think I would probably agree with that. You know, that they were... I, I think I got to a place and a point of... You know, they also recognize what we've been talking about and that they need to work around the roster and the skill position to get more explosive personnel wise. And it's not philosophy. And it's the same thing when people might ask, well, well then why did they run here? Why did they run that? Why did they run, you know, the ball? And say, why, you know, why didn't they take more shots? And I, I think the answer might lie in the fact that they just didn't have the people to do it and weren't confident enough to do it. And, you know, if you do it and it misses, then you're talking second and 10 and third and eight. And sure, maybe you could try those. I, I'll, I'm fine with that if you people if people think that, that it's still worth a try. But I think it goes more to that than it does to, well, I just don't want to do it, if that makes sense, right? And then on top of that, you know, um, you know, uh, Brandon Bean said he still believes that Stefan Diggs is a number one wide receiver. Now, we can definitely debate that, and I don't know if he still is seems like that's not been the case, but he believes that. And he said, but he needs more help around him to help him get open and do some of the things. So I just think that was revealing about what their thought process is going into the offseason. Sal, there's a little bit of 
turning the page maybe on Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer and Sean McDermott talked about those two and those two talked of course together after the game maybe we didn't spend enough time with those two and I saw Micah Hyde's wife put out a statement a little bit like hey thanks yeah. for everything wherever we go we'll always be part of Bill's Mafia as he contemplates retirement or going somewhere else and I just wonder how you felt about the whole vibe that they're going to again like they're not going to tear it down to the studs they're not going to do anything drastic uh-uh. but the way i've referred to it is like this is the start of the second window of the josh allen era the first window maybe closes because of the number of veterans in the last couple of years that are that are out and now it's going to be josh allen leading in theory a younger team over the next few years yeah i like the way you put that jeremy and speaking of younger brandon bean said it he said we're going to have to get younger at some positions and then you look right at safety i thought it was very Interesting, revealing. It just was noted to me personally, like in my head. When Sean talked about Micah and Jordan, he constantly was talking in the past tense. And I don't know if that was only because he wanted to lump them together for what they've done, which I think was part of it, or if it just was a very clear indication that neither will be around. I don't know that. But clearly we know Micah Hyde at his age with his injury history at his neck and now he is a free agent. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I just feel that's very unlikely. I'm, I wouldn't say it's 0% for Jordan Poyer. But, but they save you know, about five, also, five and a half if he's gone? Yeah, I just I don't see how they can make it work at his age and what their situation is. And even Bean, when he came up, said, I, I don't know if I've ever seen two safeties play together for seven years. It's amazing. And I just, the tone I got listening to both of them was it was a, well, I'll say this, it was very, very reflective from both of them. And even if it was only just to kind of sing their praises and thank them, like, I understand, but it was very reflective. And on the heels of him saying we have to get younger at some positions, it just feels like that's the number one area where there's going to be a significant change from what we've had for the last while. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. Sal, on contract stuff. Uh, I think Bean got a question about this. I'm not sure. I don't think McDermott did. Um, the idea of Von Miller getting suspended and then getting their way out of that contract because of that, did they? I didn't hear anything yesterday when at least Bean talked about it that would imply that that's a, a scenario they're really thinking about. No, would you agree? No, I, I didn't hear any questions, but it might just be because the simple fact is they talked about Von Miller being on the team. Right. And they talked about Von Miller getting back to his old self. So I think the plan right now is that Von Miller's on the Bills in 2024. Anything that happens off the field that might prevent that or might impact that, um, you know, has that that would be tackled at that time. Okay. And otherwise, when it comes to Bean, you know, how forthcoming did he sound on, you know, the offense and um, like their, their identity when it comes to Kincaid, Knox working together because I mean that's going to be a big topic of conversation I'm sure this off season of how you know that w- will mesh together going forward and how it went. Um, how did you think Bean and even McDermott sounded on that specifically? 
It's a good question. I have to kind of remember which guy spoke about which things sometimes. I think it was Bean who actually was yes, directly yeah. asked this. I think it was him. And the indication I got was that they feel very confident that they can make this work with both of them, and they felt good about where they were at the end of the year with both of them on the field at the same time. Um, so I don't foresee any changes there, especially considering they just gave Knox the extension a couple of years ago, and you know you, you're just you're probably hurting yourself more by not having him around. And you know he's a good player, and look at I mean Knox got hurt. You, you still have Dalton Kincaid. If Dalton Kincaid misses time, you have depth there. That's good too. So I felt that you know they feel. Not necessarily they have to be total 12 heavy, but that both those guys can work together. They can have them and, you know, what they can do together. You know, if you're looking at the roster, the identity and things like that, the one thing I'll say, guys, is about, you know, if you want to look at something really positive here, this is the first time, I think, that really in their regime, maybe, we've gone into an offseason with basically zero questions about the O-line. Like, their five are intact, and on top of that, they have... Everybody coming back, except for David Edwards. He's a free agent, and you could probably just re-sign David Edwards. Mm. I put up my annual chart, in case you didn't see it. It's at my Twitter feed, at Sal Sports. But Dawkins, Morris, Brown, McGovern, Torrance, Bates, Vandermark, Alec Anderson, Tommy Doyle even, they're all under contract. And they were good this year. The O-line was good this year. Did they have? Were they perfect? No. They were healthy. They were good. They were good pass blocking. Josh had a very low sack rate. They were good in the run game. I think at least if you're if you're on Jeremy's wide receiver train or another position, at least you could say, you know what? Not only do they need it and they're talking about getting it, they don't have to worry about the O-line. That's good. Now, the flip side is you have the exact opposite on the D-line, once again. Of the, what, let's say, tw- uh, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, I'm sorry, six, six, 12. Of the 12 guys on the active roster for the D-line, um... Only four under contract. Ed Oliver, Von Miller, Greg Russo, and Kingsley Jonathan. All, everybody else is scheduled to become a free agent. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. One more, Joe? Do, do, real quick. Did Brandon Bean uh, say yesterday, Sal, that he expects Naheem Hines to be back next year? Because he, he, he he's did. not someone I, – I think I yes. heard that, and I haven't even thought about him with when it pertains to the roster for, obviously, like you know a few months here. Yeah, very end. Um, I'm looking over the roster, and I'm thinking – I, don't th- I think we got we exhausted everything, and then Hines and Harris were standing out to me in my chart, and I said, hey, can you give us an update on both of them? And he said they are both working to get back. They're rehabbing. He said Damian Harris is going to be a free agent. I mean, listening to him say that, I mean, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling, okay, they're going to let him be a free agent, and then, you know, see what happens, but it didn't feel like they were eager necessarily. I'm not. That's my interpretation. But, yes, he said Naeem Hines is – Going is working hard, and he should be ready to be a part of OTAs and training camp. So I said, that means you're planning having him on the roster? And he said, yes. Like, basically, it's this is he's under contract, and they think he's going to be ready. So expect Naeem Himes to be you know on the team going into 2024. All right. I'll expect it then. Thank you, Sal. Long day yesterday. You got it. Credit to, to both long of them. Long day, yeah, they, sure. both, they both talked for a long time. You know, it's the last time we'll hear from them in a bit. <laughs> So what's next? Senior Bowl? That's the next thing on the docket? Yeah, that's going on right this week, I think, right? I mean, obviously, I'm not okay. down there, and, and, you know, they're doing that. But then it's Combine, guys, right after that. Mm-hmm. Combine is the end of February, yeah. and then it's free agency in the middle of March, and then it's owners' meetings at the end of March. I mean, you know, it's just the train never stops, Jeremy. That's not just right. the wide receiver train. The NFL offseason train never right. stops. The NFL calendar train never stops. So, yeah, we got a lot of those things coming up. Uh, I'm going to be updating everybody on some of the important dates and things that people know. In the meantime, like I said, if people want to see it, um, I color-coded my uh, roster 
at South Sports, you can see there's one ERFA equal rights free agent, Quentin Morris. There are 22 unrestricted free agents, and there are 14 players now they've signed a future reserve contract. Real quick, if I can, people ask me all the time, what does a future reserve contract mean? The best way I can describe it, I don't want to be funny, it's putting a player on layaway, basically. Like, you have him come the new league year. Uh, the difference is that you, um, you don't have to pay anything anymore. You already got it. So what happens is here, you're only allowed 53 guys on your active roster right now. So anybody on IR is still not. You know, um, you sign a guy to a future slash reserve deal. That means he's under reserve. He's under contract. Then when the new year hits in March, he just gets pushed to put on your active roster. It's literally just storing him away. You have his rights. You can't put him on the active roster. And then as soon as the new league year hits, he and everybody else in the IR and everybody goes on your 90-man roster. So those guys they sign that I have color-coded gray, reserve future, they will be on the team come March. And as long as they pass their physicals and everything, they'll be on the 90-man roster. All right. Thank you, Sal. You got it. When we get back, Sal, if you want, you can play along from home. I've got a quick instant trivia to give to Joe. Involves Travis Kelsey, a former Buffalo Bill, and the Mm. playoffs. Instant trivia next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.